All right, welcome in episode 116 of the Hawk Ritz podcast. I'm Travis Jadon. With me, as always, Spencer Maddox. We're going to get you right to it today. But first, Coach's Corner, our title sponsor, www.coaches.net, the number one sports bar in Savannah, 3016 East Victory Drive. If you want to call ahead your order, it's 912-352-2933. We got uh, a bunch of concerts coming up. Here in June, uh, obviously you can watch the Braves there anytime. The NBA playoffs are rocking and rolling over there at Coach's Corner, 3016 East Victory Drive. When you go, tell them the Hawkers podcast sent you. They'll hook it up for you. John Henderson, the owner, tell him that we sent you, and you'll be doing us a favor, and he will help you out as well. So call ahead, 912-352-2933. Check them out on Facebook as well. You'll find the other Coach's Corner Sports Network shows on there, Rubbin' and Grubbin', Brandon Bain, who is on First Base Baseball Podcast with Kyle Lawson and Carl DeMossi. Also, check out Carl on Wednesday nights and Saturday mornings right there on the Coach's Corner Facebook page. We're thankful for them for being our title sponsor. So you guys make sure you go and support Coach's Corner this summer. All right, let's get after it for our 116th time, Hot Grits Podcast. I mean, I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. You might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break, you know, cranking heat or something. Yeah. Him right in the face. Punch a little baby right in. <laughs> we'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. Roll out. Come on, You over there. All right, Hot Grits Podcast, episode 116. Spencer, how you living? I'm uh, I'm not doing well, dude. How are you? Uh, <laughs> I've kind of been better too. Wait, you're not so you're not doing well. What, what's going on? Well, you know, you you. I mean, are we gonna do play coy for the listener? Yeah, you know I'm that trying I'm to. Ask, listen, this is how it works, dude. I ask you questions and you answer the questions. That's how this podcast. All right, fair goes. enough. Fair enough. I feel Damn. like shit. I feel like shit. Let's just cut to the chase, dude. I feel like shit. You feel like shit. I probably have COVID for like the sixth time. Um, I don't know what's going on with you, dude. You might be dying, possibly? Potentially, dude. Listen, as we record this, I sometimes I'll like run my hand through my hair. Right. Um, and every time I do it now, there's like a bunch of hair falling out. And I don't think that's good. No. Uh, you might want to check your house for like radiation levels and stuff. Maybe some asbestos. Um, I don't know if that can cause hair loss, but what you're going through does not sound normal or healthy. So prayers up for Trav, prayers up for me. Um, it There's feels hair everywhere, bro. There's hair all over the place. <laughs> it feels like we can't call every time we're sick and we do a podcast, a flu game. Um, and I don't think our performance thus far merits a flu, ga- a flu game uh, label. So I'm going to say we're like Albert Pujols right now in this stage of his career. Um, we're on our last leg. But we're still out here grinding, dude. We're still we're still putting up plate appearances. You know, every now and then we hit a home run. So we're here uh, for this episode. And we got a good one. This is what we do. This is what we do for the people. Let's start yep. with the NBA, though. I like it, dude. You want to? I like it a lot. My boys, three up on Luca. We can kind of put that, uh, like... All the like 
Luca Love to bed for a little bit, right? He's not the best player in the world, right? Oh my God, dude! They they're about to get swept by the Dubs, and I, dude, this is when the Trey Young people have to start coming out because he well, did dude. not. He's not doing what Trey Young did. Trey Young at least got a win in the Eastern Conference Finals. He got two of them, and well, I got two of them. Part of, he actually wasn't a part of one of them. I was in the building yeah, but for that one. He's there in spirit, but he's there in spirit. Right. All right. So. My my whole thing is Luke has been awesome, even in the losses. I uh, like it's not reflected in the plus minus, but he's scored a bunch. You know what I mean? Individually, he's been good. You can make an argument he hasn't made his teammates better, but I mean, whenever Trey was doing this earlier in his career, people would say empty stats, empty stats. You you got to be just as loud with Luca about the empty stats. You know what I mean? Like. Do I think it's a fair criticism? No, but if you're going to say that about Trey Young and then point to look, look, Luca's winning, you got to do the same thing now. Um, this is never going to go away until they face each other in the playoffs, dude. It's just never going to go away, and they're only going to face each other in the playoffs in the finals. So we got to hope for that at some point, right? Well, unless Trey Young gets traded to a Western Conference team. Whoa, chill. Huh? Chill. Huh? Chill. Yeah. Chill. We don't even right, talk I'll chill, about I'll that. Uh, the Warriors are a wagon, bro. They're so good right now. I don't see anybody that can beat them. Like no matter whoever comes out of the East, if and, and they're going to meet the Warriors. The Warriors are up three nothing. I don't see any way that anybody's going to beat Golden State. And I did not think that, you know, three weeks ago. But they're rolling yeah. right now. I mean, they're playing I, really well. I I had a feeling going into the playoffs, especially after like the first couple games against Memphis, I was like, okay, these bros have hit their stride. And uh, that was always the question with them. Would they like be able to piece all these different guys together to like a cohesive unit, like an Andrew Wiggins, um, a Jordan Poole? And the answer is a resounding yes, dude. These bros are so damn good, Travis, that like it harkens like – I really want to. People are gonna. People are just gonna massacre me for me for this take. But I really would like to see this Warriors team play one of the Kevin Durant Warriors teams, bro. Like they are so deep and so good up and down the roster. And when you put like a quick guard, which is what those those teams didn't have other than Steph Curry, um, like Jordan Poole where he can just dribble drive at will, basically. You can't stick one person on him uh, if you want to keep him out of a lane. It Everybody's just running around on defense. Like, the, the cycling, they can't keep up, dude. And I, I'd like to see how this team gets defended in the future. There's going to be some salary cap stuff if they can keep them together, obviously. But, bro, they look like another dynasty. I don't mind Already. the comparison between those those teams at all. I don't mind that at all. What I would ask is that if Golden State just runs through Dallas the way they already have been, I mean, they're up 3-0. Let's say that they beat Dallas in five games or even sweep them, and then right. they go and beat Miami or Boston in five games. Are we going to – like none of those teams are going to be as good as the teams that Golden State played during those runs, like the LeBron teams, for instance. Right? right, so couldn't you make the argument that who has Golden State really beat in this playoff run? I mean, they they didn't didn't have to play Phoenix. They're going to play either Boston or Miami, which well, they're I mean, they're playing the team that smacked the shit out of Phoenix. To be fair, I mean, well, but I mean, I don't know. Like, you think Phoenix is down three zero to the Warriors in this series if they're playing the Warriors? Honestly, no dude, I, no shot, I mean, no shot. 
I I would not be surprised. I would not. I mean, it it doesn't seem like just because they've got Chris Paul and they've got Devin Booker, but I mean, these those bros can't defend this team, man. And like, I was texting what you bro, last Phoenix? night. Yeah. Nobody I think can they could. This, dude. They could defend. Golden State much better than Dallas is defending Golden State. The only player I, Dallas has yes. is, is Luka Doncic. I mean, it's becoming very obvious. I mean, they've got Jalen Brunson. They've got Spencer Dinwiddie. I, dude, I patentedly disagree with that take. And that's been – a lot of people have been saying that. I was texting you last night, and I was saying, this Dallas team hasn't figured out what they're doing well. And to me, that's an indictment on coaching. They – when they got Jalen Brunson going downhill and they got Spencer Dinwiddie going downhill, they were a much better team. Like Golden State couldn't stop them at the rip. They kept fouling and fouling and fouling. And it seemed like they got away from that, bro. Like they started to rely on Luka and mid-range jumpers, where that should have been that should have been, okay, we get we get the ball to Luka in space instead of having him try and beat a double team every time. Whenever they went that route, they were a different team and I don't know. I I think uh, some coaching decisions could have been made that would would have made this a better series. I don't know. They, they definitely wouldn't have won. But I mean, they gave away a couple games. Dude. They've had some big leads that they just squandered. So I don't know, yeah, bro. Game I'm, two, I'm, dude. Game two, they were up by how much? I mean, they were up by a lot in game two. Yeah, like twenty two at one point, I think, or nineteen. Yeah, I went <laughs> to sleep at halftime of that game and of game two and. I just assumed the Mavs were going to win. Wake up in the morning and see that the Warriors had won. I thought the series was over at that point, to be honest. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely over now. But I, I thought it was over two zero as well. You can't. You got to take one if you're this if you're this Mavs team. You got to take one on the road. Those first two games, it's it's over with, bro. They're about to sweep them. Do you think I would look okay bald? Because like this hair is crazy. Right <laughs> I, I think you'd look all right. You'd look distinguished, dude. We got to get you in a suit at all times. Yeah. Distinguished. I like that. Yeah, can, you, can you imagine like a Colin Firth when he's bald, <laughs> rocking like some like bigger sunglasses, or not sunglasses, <laughs> some bigger uh, frames, glasses, you know what I mean? Just like real thick frames? Right yeah. I mean, it's hard to picture Colin Firth bald, but if you could. That's what I'm. That's what I'm seeing in your. No, future. I got it. I got uh, it. That's quite a reference. Um, I go. will go bald. I will go bald if I have to continue watching the absolute circus that has been the Celtics of late. I this series is so strange to me with the amount of injuries and players that are coming and going from the lineup: Kyle Lowry, Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Tyler Hero. Uh, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, all of right. these guys are just in and out, in and out, questionable, probably. <coughs> Robert Williams, the Time Lord. This has been such a weird series. The Heat up two to one as we record on Monday afternoon. Um, game four tonight in the Garden. I think it's a must win for the Celtics. Obviously, by the time the listener yeah, hears this, yeah. by the time the listener hears this, that game will have been played. So, do you, what do you want to? How do you? How should we go about this? Do we assume? Like because if the Heat win and go up three one, I think the series is over. Yes. Well, dude, hold hold on. Let's let's talk about Game Three briefly. Okay. 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 The, the second the second that injury happened, me and you both were like, "Bro, he's faking." Immediately. Which injury? Which injury? Tatum. Tatum. Yes. 
Let's talk about that because that was clear as day to me. And I haven't heard many people um, say that. I mean, I know that's like a, you can't really say that on national airwaves. Like that right. you think somebody faked it, but man, it seemed pretty freaking clear that Jason yeah, Tatum wanted, was not hurt. He looked like he wanted no part of the end of that game. Dude. Agreed. And, then, and then the C's start to bring it back and he checks back in like, I, yeah. I don't know, bro. That was extremely strange to me. It, the Marcus Smart stuff was like believable because Marcus Smart is that dude. He's that dude. Like he's but so tough. They showed the play of Marcus Smart fall. Like you can see his ankle drastically being rolled. Like right. It's very obvious what happened to him. Jason Tatum was like super confusing as to what he was even complaining was hurt. Yeah. And there's only like four minutes left in the four or five minutes left in the game, and he's got to go back to the locker room. Like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. <coughs> and while he's out, while he's out, the Celtics are making their run. And then he comes back in. Max Drews hits like a dagger three pointer. The Celtics had cut it to one point. I thought all along, like during that game, like this felt like a game that Miami was going to win. Um, I still think that the yeah. series is going to be back and forth, back and forth. Like I, I do think the Celtics are going to win tonight, Monday night, and then the series will be tied two two. Like I think it's going to go seven. I thought that the whole time. This but, one's in the Garden, right? This one's in Boston Garden. Correct. Monday night's in the Garden. Yeah, I like that call as well. I think it's going to go two two. Uh, and Tyler Hero, Dan, for what it's worth, will not play tonight. Is is Jimmy Butler playing? He he is expected to play, but we don't know as of really? four, as of four fifteen Monday afternoon whether he's going to play. Um, do you think that Jimmy Butler not playing the second half, like if the Celtics would have come back and won, could that have been a built-in excuse for Miami? Like, oh, Jimmy Butler didn't play the second half. It didn't oh, feel yeah. that way, but I mean, I guess that's obvious. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be an excuse, but it still would have been a collapse, dude. <sighs> I'm so disappointed in this Celtics team, which at times has just looked disorganized and like flustered. You know what I mean? Like this is a team that's been to the Eastern Conference Finals before. A lot of playoff experience. They've like never missed the playoffs with this group since they've been since they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, um, you've got supposedly two stars in Tatum and Brown, which had, both of them at different times have not looked like stars. Um. Jalen Brown is an enigma. Jalen Brown is an enigma because he like he scores, you know, a dick ton of points in the right. most recent in game three, but he turned it over like nine times. And their, their turnovers, Spencer, are not like it's not like uh, excusable turnover. It's like little league peewee turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Like and like they just run through the lane dribbling, and somebody just sticks their hands out and grabs it. Like the, it's the, really easy to turn those two guys over. It feels like. One of Especially one of the one, uh, the one that's yeah the one that sticks out to me was that spin move where he just fell. It was he just like always does that. Like it doesn't. Yeah, work. it was like out of control, and uh, it it really did look like something you'd see in high school or like even younger than that. Like it didn't look like a professional turnover. Um, dude, Marcus Smart in the pick and roll was pretty brutal as well. Was, even though he had a great game, uh, I was I was screaming to get the ball out of his hand. Like use him as a spot up shooter if you're going to, but. Dude, I mean, I wanted to get your take on this before we move on. If they lose in five, God forbid, if they lose in five, do you think you're going to see questions about do you break these two up? 
Yes. Yes, but I think there's still a way to to keep both of them and add a third piece. Like I, I still think they're one player away from being a legitimate title contender. But right. but if they lose in five to this Miami Heat team, then yeah, questions are going to have to be asked. Um, I mean, would you if if they lose in five? Would you which one would you want to see gone, Brown or Tatum? At Brown, this point, Brown. Brown. I think I would as well. Brown, but enough with the Tatum, like the Tatum being up there with Durant and those kind of players that should be put to sleep, no matter what he does in game four, game five, game six, or game seven, because you don't see Kevin Durant. You don't see Giannis. You don't see any, even Jimmy Butler. They don't let their teams go five, six minutes without scoring. They just put a stop to it at some point with a bucket. Like, and they just make themselves get involved. Jason Tatum too many times, too often, and, and for too long just flat out disappears from the game sometimes. You, you don't even know he's on the court. And that never, ever happens with the greats. Yeah. You always know where they're at. And they just put their foot down at a, at a point. Tatum does not do that. He does not do that. And, he let, and the game gets away from them many times because of that, I think. Agreed. And it doesn't seem like Tatum makes his teammates – it, it doesn't seem like Tatum gets his teammates open looks. Like it feels like they're always chucking up a contested jumper, a contested uh, maybe, shot. Yeah, maybe that's just Miami defense. But I mean, at a certain point, like you've you've got to get some open looks, and you got to start knocking down some open looks. I, I don't know, bro. I am uh, I'm worried about your C's. I think they win tonight, though. I think they win tonight. I think Robert Williams is a bigger piece than than what I may have realized at first because when he plays it's just so different like when he plays it, it really clogs up the middle and it allows for bam Adebayo to not be so fully involved in game three Adebayo took over almost immediately yeah and that that adds a whole different element to the heat when, when he is slashing and driving and not just getting rebounds and putting them back up yeah and Horford was pretty much powerless to stop him which was surprising he, well I told you, I thought at some point, I mean, the Horford stuff has to slow down at some point. Like, he's just not going to be able to do this for seven, eight, nine more games. I don't think. Right. I mean, I thought, I didn't think his offensive impact would keep going like that, but I thought he would be able to hold up credibly on the defensive end, and he just hasn't against Bam. I mean, he has at times, but he definitely hasn't in game three. We'll see how it looks in game four. Uh, he's got to take that as a challenge, dude, or the series is going to be over quickly. You can't allow Bam Adebayo to beat you. Not that easily, at least. Like, I mean, he was just getting everything he wanted. It I, credit him though; he was knocking down some pretty tough shots too. Like, they were, some of them were well contested. But yeah, um, what do you think? Did you see any of this stuff with Grant Williams like mic'd up in the huddle? Um, no, I was watching it on mute because my head was hurting so bad, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't listen to anything. Well, dude, it's super cringeworthy when Grant Williams is on the bench shouting instructions to these other players, and none of them are listening. None of them are even looking at him. They're, they, it almost looks like they want to be like, Grant Williams, are you really doing this? Like, <laughs> Grant, Grant Williams feels like the type of guy that begs to be mic'd up. Like, he really wants to be mic'd up. And when <laughs> he's mic'd up, up he's just completely di- – yeah, he's just a completely different guy when he gets mic'd up. <laughs> I love that, dude. Uh, anything else from the NBA? I think I'm good there, man. Uh, this, even though the uh, Golden State series hasn't been competitive, I've still really enjoyed both these series, dude. I'm looking forward to the finals. 
Yeah, but there really haven't been individually great games. There haven't. You're right. Uh, other like, than what's Luka. the best game that we've had in the in the conference finals so far? I mean, I, Luca, all three of them. Huh? Luca's all three. All three of Luca's games have been pretty like individually prolific, but it has. No, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like the series has been entertaining, maybe, but the individual game that like oh comes down to the last shot or something like that hasn't happened, right? Yeah, we've there hasn't been a lot of drama. It's just been kind of blowouts and then crawling back into it. Um, yeah, and then the team that crawls back into it eventually still loses. I would say the most exciting game was Game Two, Golden State. Coming they, back, they staged that comeback. But yeah, you're right. There hasn't been like a lot of drama. Hopefully, <laughs> we get some of that, dude. I think yeah. Miami yeah. and Boston have have a chance to give us that. We'll see. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I hope the Celtics can can win on Monday night and make it a series at least. Um, and I also hope, for the Celtics' sake, that Dallas can win a game or two. Because I don't want Golden State just sitting there resting up, watching the Eastern Conference teams just beat each other up, you know? <laughs> that's that's bodes even worse for them in the finals. Whichever team plays in the finals might be starting some G-Leaguers the way this finals or the way this uh, series is going, dude. Yeah. Yeah, especially the Celtics. How are people still getting COVID? Like, how are people still out for COVID? I don't know. I mean, I might have it right now, so understandable. Yeah, but you're not in the NBA, bro. You're not in the NBA. Yeah, that's true. Like, if you're in the NBA, don't – like, nobody in the NFL playoffs got COVID. Nobody. Nobody tested positive and missed the game. It just didn't happen. They just didn't report it. Yeah, of course. That's what the NBA should do. <laughs> just don't tell anybody, bro. Don't Man, you've swung wildly on this topic from a year ago. Don't get tested, bro. Love to see it. Trav a conservative? Trav a conservative? A conservative, dude. I'm a Celtics fan. I just don't want any of the Celtics players to there you go. COVID. There you go. That's it. That's the facts, Jack. Uh, now we're gonna now we're gonna have a COVID label on our next uh, our next show. You know the the show notes. Oh, Great. really? Yeah. Like on Spotify, you mean? Yeah. Do they do that? Yeah, love to see it. Well, I just won't put it in the show notes. I'll put <laughs> here. How about <laughs> this? The title of this episode will be "Breaking Down COVID nineteen, <laughs> Analyzing COVID nineteen and its impacts on society from from a molecular level." I'm pretty yeah. sure they do it. I'm pretty sure it doesn't have to be in the show notes. That like they have a an AI that listens and can tell. So. uh we pretty much screwed that pooch, but it's all good, baby. You want to talk about the Braves? Yeah, let's talk about the Braves. Hello, AI listener. Also, thanks for listening. Yeah. Tell your friends. <laughs> all right, I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor we have for the Hot Grits podcast. It's Avalu Hemp Shop, Savannah's newest hemp shop at 106 West Gwinnett Street. Open seven days a week. Avalu Hemp is Georgia-grown, Georgia-owned, started in Gainesville. Uh, I know the owners pretty well. Henry and Michael and, and those guys have come down from Gainesville and opened their hemp shop by Forsyth Park. You can find it at 106 West Gwinnett Street, seven days a week, at Avalu Savannah on Instagram. That's A-V-A-L-O-O, Savannah on Instagram. Avalu has Georgia-grown hemp products, including CBD, Delta-8, gummies, edibles, flour, even dog treats. 
I've tried some of those gummies and they are no joke. So check them out. Avalu Hemp Shop, 106 West Gwinnett Street and at Avalu Savannah on Instagram. Uh, if you go, tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you and they will hook it up for you. Avalu Savannah, Savannah's newest hemp shop. The Prep Sports Report has been delivering local sports news one way or another for 20 plus years. Where can you find stories and information about the most outstanding student athletes in the Savannah area? PrepSportsReport.com. That's where. Led by our guy Carl DeMossi and former area sports reporter Stephen Weeks, the Prep Sports Report is a reimagined website that wants to celebrate young men and women who are setting the high school sports standard in Savannah and surrounding areas. Go check out PrepSportsReport.com today. Go like Prep Sports Report on Facebook and follow them on Twitter at PrepSAV. PrepSportsReport.com, your number one source for local Savannah high school sports news. Uh, the Braves are still under 500. They're 19 to 22, Penny. Um, they're not getting any better. They're just treading water. Well, they won a series. Well, they beat the they beat the fish in a series. Yeah. Uh, a ginormous, a gigantic, colossal series coming up with the Phillies. Four games with Mikey Anthony's Phillies, uh, welcoming Bryce Harper into Atlanta. That garbage bag. He's playing out of his mind. You know he's going to get a healthy dose of booze from the Atlanta crowd. That's always entertaining. Right. Um, Spencer, right now, Fangraphs gives the Braves a 69% chance to make the postseason. Um, so that's nice. They have a 3.5% nice. chance to win the World Series. Um, I'll start with a couple takes from the past week. Again, we've been watching mostly NBA, but we're able to keep up with the Braves enough where we can give at least a couple takes, I think. Right. Uh, Ronald Acuna has more stolen bases than the Rockies and the Tigers uh, <coughs> in their, than their entire franchise. Um, I believe he had half the year. Yeah, I believe he had eight. He was eight for his first eight. I don't know if he's if he stole another bag yesterday on Sunday or not. But I believe um, he has nine now. I might I might be mistaken. Okay, so nine. Um, that's encouraging. Uh, Marcelo Zuna three homers, three homers in three straight games. Uh, last week so that was encouraging but they're still losing these one-run games they're still not getting complimentary ba- like they're not putting it all together really in any of these games i don't think uh ozzy albies title struggling it's time for the young handsome to step up dude don't you think this is when we need him the most dude right now we need him to go on one of those runs and uh whenever he plays well like historically over the past two years they win you know what i mean so we really need him to step up so you're calling you're, you're you're putting the responsibility right on the uh, on the doorstep squarely, of, bro. Of young handsome Babe Ruth, squarely, bro, squarely. He's not been a positive player this year, not really. the The defense has been bad. Uh, he's been a middling like hitter. I think he's I think his OPS is like right at 700. He's got to step it up, dude. Got to. He's supposed to be one of the best players on this team. Yeah, he's not the only one, though. I mean, Ozzy Albies is, it has been pretty bad as well. Right. I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, dude. It's concerning what's going on with Albies. It really is. Because he hasn't I, – I don't remember a time where – where like his numbers are not like so – they're not Eddie Rosario bad. Let's not get carried away. But yeah. I don't remember a time where it's lasted this long to start a season where he has been 
you know, hitting under like – he's, he's not even hitting 240. Yeah. And average is not everything, but from Ozzy Albies, boy, you'd, you'd expect it to be at least up in the 270 range. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of this, man, I don't mean to keep harping on this, is batting average is down across baseball. So is power. Like, they – I don't know why on earth they did this with the baseball, but stop messing with it, dude. Just get it back to where it was last year. That was a happy medium. But Spencer, that has nothing to do with the Braves struggling. I really don't think it has anything to do with the Braves struggling. I think it does, dude. I think it does. Every other team is playing with the same baseballs. I know, but this team was built for power. I I don't know, dude. And like, I don't know, man. Like, a lot of guys that rely on power, like uh, a Matt Olson, he's doing okay, but he's not anywhere close to where he was last year. Same thing with Austin Riley. So it's like, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm not ready to say it's because of that, but it's definitely playing a role. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay, four against the Phillies coming up, then three more with the Fish. Seven ga- Next seven games, you got a record prediction? They're about to sweep the Phillies, dude. What? Yeah, this is a, this is a classic Braves just step all over the Phillies series, dude. Calling it right now. I'm going to say they split – with the Phillies, and they take two of three from the Marlins, so they go four and three over the next seven. And that would put them at over the what? What did we say? We said they were going to win the next three series, right? They said they were going to beat the beat Miami. Well, I think they're going to split with Philly, though. I think they'll I be twenty three and twenty five next time we record. Okay, I think they're going to get back to five hundred by the next time we record. Hey, uh, and if not, dude, I think next week, episode 117, we should have a uh, – we, we need to update the Snicker hot seat. Agreed. It's about time. We need to check in. Um, Do you know who's never on the hot seat? Who's that? He has the coldest seat in town, people. John Carr, realtor, sitting on a very cold seat uh, as one of the best realtors in the known galaxy. John Carr, 7505 Waters Avenue at Seaport. Real estate, 912-228-0916. If you want to call him to learn more about the market, if you're selling your house, um, if you want to buy a house in the Savannah area, John Carr is your guy. 912-228-0916. Tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you. He'll hook it up. John Carr Realtor. You can find him on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or call, text him today, 912-228-0916. Zero nine one six. Spencer, don't forget to use that cough button. Um, dude, you know what about the PGA Championship? I think Tiger Woods deserves a lot of credit for simply playing three rounds. And people people are not realizing this guy could barely walk. You know what I mean? And well, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't sound like you're going to be on board with this one for me. But no, I think I'm, Tiger deserves I'm, I'm a lot of credit. I am on board. I, I think as he gets healthier, I think he's going to contend again, dude. I, I mean, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if he's ever going to get healthier, though. But, but I mean, assuming a few things, that his leg gets stronger, uh, the nerves in his leg heal a little bit more over time, I think he's going to contend again, dude, because we've seen flashes of it. You know what I mean? That first round, he started off awesome, and then he just kind of, fell off a little bit as you know you could see the fatigue set in and he really struggled round three um but he made the cut dude at a major championship yeah yes i I, i'm on board with that uh 
it's a little bit it's not what you want to see him not play on Sunday. Um, but whatever he's got to do to heal up, I'm with it. Like, I, I dude, I don't think he's done winning tournaments. I think yeah, he's got I, one more in him. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm anxious to see what happens at St. Andrews at the old course because that's obviously Link's golf. Like, that's a different type of golf. And experience yeah. matters there. Just like in Augusta, like, experience matters more than most you know, most courses uh, at, right. at the old course. So like I could see him competing there, but I, I don't know that I'm starting to struggle to find ways and avenues for him to even win a tournament, let alone a major. The, the problem is that all of these other guys are so damn good. It's not like Jack Nicholas when he's playing with a bunch of plumbers and construction workers. Like oh, these guys are actual go. great. Go- what? Plumbers and construction workers. That's who Jack Nicholas was playing against. He was playing against a bunch <laughs> of bums. That's who right. I could have won fourteen majors out there playing against Jack Nicholas's guys. And the course was the course were a thousand yards shorter. I mean, it's a joke to really even compare the two, so I won't. But yeah, he also used wooden clubs for part of it. And uh, let's not forget, he played against Hall of Famers like Arnold Palmer. Gary Player, a couple, of, uh, a few times, a few times. Not his whole career. He didn't spawn. Yeah. He didn't spawn a generation of athletes the way Tiger Woods did. No, and it's not. It's not the same thing. But let's not just shit on Jack Nicholas. He's the second best golfer of all time. Okay, that's true. Like, he is chill. the second best golfer of all time. Chill. All right. I mean, he did win a lot of tournaments, bro. Notably, one in like deep into his forties. So let's chill. All right. But, 86 Masters, they won't let you forget yeah. it. They'll never let us forget it. Yeah. But um, uh, I, I did want to talk about JT. Bro had no business winning that tournament. Um, I mean, I, hats off to him for winning the playoffs. I did pick him to win it. It was my, He was my first pick in our little uh, snake draft, which, you know, credit to me. But uh, <laughs> I passed out. I was watching it. I've obviously been sick. I passed out thinking that it was over with. And then homie double bogey the 18th. Mito Pereira. Dude, I did want to talk about this briefly. That that is so relatable to me to double bogey to lose on the 18th hole. Me too, dude. Me too. Like choke jobs in golf, I feel like people almost give them a pass because it's so relatable. Like Thinking back to last year's, uh, uh, you know, second round of the playoffs, where Ben Simmons could easily dunk over Trey Young, oh yeah, that was not relatable to me at all because I'm thinking if I'm like closest to seven feet tall and I see this guy, I'm dunking that ball nine times out of ten. But what happened to Pereira yesterday? That's happened to me so many times, bro. <laughs> I can too. relate to that so easily. <clears throat> Me too, dude. And the swing he takes off of number 18, it looks nothing like the swing that he takes in the entire tournament. Yeah. Like he, he just cuts, he like saws it off, and he's like, there's no depth to the swing at all. It just looks <laughs> like a cold cut, like terrible. Basically, a shank into the water. And then afterwards, he says, I wasn't even thinking about the water. And it's just what? like, well, well Damn! Damn it, Mito! Why did you, <laughs> what, what are you doing? How could you miss it? It was right out there. The water is just right there. Um, Bro, all dude, you needed to do was par. Why weren't you thinking about the water? That's the only this, thing you should be thinking about. 
this was one of those tournaments too, where we had a classic just drunk guy that was just making a name for himself the entire Sunday afternoon. He kept saying like on the last three holes, every time Pereira was walking to a tee box, he would be like, hammer the driver, hammer the driver. And you could hear him, dude. It was like the same guy every time. And he looked like such a bro. And then, so Pereira's walking to the 18T, right? And, and you hear this guy go, hammer the driver. And Pereira's actually trying to decide between driver and three wood. And another lady, I think it was a lady, goes, goes no, no, play it safe. He goes, <laughs> he goes, forget that, hammer the driver. And Pereira obviously hammered the driver right into the water. On the right side. Um, so it led to a playoff between Thomas and Zalatoris. I love the aggregate playoff, dude. The three-hole playoff is so sick. It's so yeah, much it's better a good than that. It's a little bit like the, the devil on the shoulder and the angel on the shoulder, dude. You Ooh. think he was listening? Yes, he had to have been. Like, I don't know if I it swayed was- his – I don't think it swayed his choice, but I think he heard it. You had yeah. to have heard it. This guy was so loud. Dude, I know that feeling of standing over that ball in your hands. You're trying to steady your hands, and you just can't. I know exactly what he was going through, bro. Yeah, he never had a prayer. He should have just hit iron, bro. If he was going to put that swing on it, just put it in the fairway. All you need is par. So brutal. Dude, and all he needed was bogey just to make the playoff. Yeah. He double bogeyed 18. I think it was his first double bogey all week. God. Was on the very last hole. We got what we wanted, though, out of out of a championship in terms of scoring. Like, they didn't beat that course up. You know what I mean? No, yeah. It ended up being, like, right where we thought it would be. Or right, yeah. you know, in the range. I think it was six under before the playoff uh, between Zalatoris and Thomas. Um, dude, Justin Thomas's dad is everywhere. He's just right next to Justin Thomas every time he shoots. So weird. It's strange. I, I think I would be that exact same way, though, if my son was a PGA professional. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know about walking like alongside him the entire time. That's sort of strange. I, I yeah. thought when Justin Thomas won, dude, I thought that was like his fourth major. Do you know that's his second major? I did not know that. It's only his second major, which is wild. His first one was a, also another PGA championship. Um, but he's never won the Masters, never won the U.S. Open, and never won uh, the British Open. It's time for him to start, you know, racking some of those up. He is such a good golfer, and I feel like he can go lower than anybody else at any given time. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? dude. He's, like, he has that ability, and he has that Tiger type of walk, too, where like it definitely doesn't look like the moment is ever too big for him. You know what I mean? And, and I know that sounds cliche, but like there are some golfers, i.e. Mito Pereira, who you're looking at and you're like, well, I don't know, dude. This guy could cold shank one at any moment. But Thomas doesn't have that feel. He just lurked behind the whole day, too. Yep. And it seems like he's always right. Like you said, he's always right there, right in the top five. Speaking of tops, dude, I really want to get to this top four thing. We got top top four draft coming up. We do. Um, We want to get to it right now? Yeah. I mean, you got anything else on the PGA? No. Um, no, I did have some off the, uh, off the pod things to address. We did not win uh, best local podcast this year once again. We got jobbed. Are you, ups- are you upset about it? Well, I mean, I, I, sent, I sent the tweet out, dude. How many, uh, how many times they interview the mayor? 
How many globes did they save? You know, these are the pressing questions. Mm -hmm. And uh, the people, you know, I guess the people have spoken. I feel like we got jobbed, though. Well, we don't do this for awards. We don't do this for awards. Uh, I got an email that says from Connect Savannah that says that we are invited to the Best of Savannah, uh, I guess, like dinner or whatever, like the celebration with the open bar um, to come get our second place certificates i don't think we'll be showing up to that no 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 shot i thought we could show up and grab our second place certificates and then just burn it like do it like a jersey burning <laughs> that that might be nice content um so we're not even going to mention the name of the podcast that one um i will say this it's a love and relationship and advice podcast uh, i looked at their most recent episode which was titled um, orgasms fake or not question mark um so that's who we lost to that's the kind of highbrow content that you look for you know what i mean indeed um whatever we saved an entire globe no big deal spencer yeah, top four draft it's my pick first right top four restrooms in downtown savannah um next week spencer what are we doing next week um we top- discussed this before Maybe top four worst movies. That's what we. Yeah, that's what we said. Damn, top I really. Four, I was not doing a bit. Okay, top four worst movies next week on episode one seventeen. Top four worst movies. Okay, this week top four restrooms downtown Savannah. Number one pick Spencer Maddox. Uh, you already know where I'm going here. It's Wet Willies, bro. It's so central. Uh, it's so clean. The only downside about the Wet Willies bathroom is that you have to take your hat off whenever you go inside. And you know I'm rocking a hat every time. Troublesome. So uh, it's a goat bathroom, perfect location, clean as hell all the time, wet willies. So you're talking wet willies, city market, and you're talking downstairs, right? Talking downstairs, baby. That is a great bathroom. Um, great bathroom. It doesn't It doesn't lock. Like it's not an individual bathroom. So that that is the only downfall for me. Um, and to that end, I will draft with my number one pick, B&D Burgers Upstairs Bathroom, uh, which is an individual bathroom that locks. We're talking Congress Street B&D Burgers upstairs, um, really off the beaten path. Like no one really knows that this bathroom's up there. Um, right. Great place to handle the business. B&D Burgers Congress Street Upstairs Bathroom, number one pick for me. The only, the only argument I would have against that one is it's not open super late. So if you need to do your business, if you need to do your business like after midnight or 1 a.m., you're in trouble. Good point. Uh, With my second pick, I'm going a little wild card here, bro. Going a little wild card. I'm going rogue, rogue water bathrooms uh, because there's there's so many of them. I get they're dirty, but like you said, uh, you can lock the you know it's a single stall, so you can lock it. yeah, you might have people waiting on you in line afterwards. But, and you have the uh, awkward walkout after. Yeah, but there's there's a lot of those bathrooms, so there's a little bit, you know, that line can be relieved to another bathroom. Mm. Um, I've used it myself in a pinch. Uh, it, it comes in clutch, and it's right there by all the bars. I'm going rogue water. Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of these are going to be Congress Street-centric, Uh just because that's where we frequent most often. Can I you take a know. pause real quick and just address the the guy that the guy that knocks on the bathroom door 
after finding out that it's already locked and then they knock again. Yeah. Like, it's almost like they're demanding you to respond and say someone's in here, even though yeah. it's very obvious someone's in there. Yeah. Don't you just got to say guy. back. You just got to say, I'm taking a shit like loudly and no fear. That's, do you that's how you say that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you, know what, do you know what I say? It's so nerdy. You know what I say? Occupied. <laughs> I come out and I look them right in the eyes every time I do it. <laughs> Cause you know, they're not expecting somebody to be taller than them or, you know, bigger than they, they're never expecting that. They, they're always tough when they can't see the guy behind the, the door. Right. But, uh, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number two pick best bathrooms, downtown Savannah, best bathrooms to take care of business. I'm going to go to the Grove simply because Ooh. of the, Simply because of the cleanliness. Now, this is a bathroom with multiple stalls and multiple urinals, so right. you're gonna have some company in there. But it is yeah. clean, and that is worth something. The Grove bathroom with my number two pick. That's a great pick, Trav. That's a great Thanks. pick. Thank I'm you. I'm throwing another. I'm throwing another wild card. This is an early closing bathroom, but you did one, so I'm doing one. For the exact same reasons that you picked that one, I'm going Chart House. Ooh, the Chart House bathroom. It smells fantastic in there. It's dark. Um, the sinks are A1. Like, it's always stocked. It's a it's a beautiful bathroom. The chart house bathroom. Especially if you're ever on River Street, frequent that place, dude. I'm telling you. You won't be, you won't be let down. But don't eat the bread. Don't eat the bread. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's from yesterday. Well, not always. But, yeah, the, a few old rolls <laughs> definitely got in there. <laughs> Um, I hate when bathrooms just have the air drying things and they don't provide any paper towels. I hate that as well. It is that's so a, fucked up, big. dude. Like, how how much is it to ask just for a few hand towels? Agreed. I don't want to sit there like rotating my hands under hot air for two minutes. What if you what if you splash some water on your face? Then you're just screwed. You're out of luck. <laughs> you're out of luck. You got you got to use your shirt or like put your face down underneath the blower. Uh, number three pick for me, I'm going to go, I'm going to go downstairs the rail because of the individual locks. Also only one person allowed in at a time, but they provide you with a toilet and a urinal, uh, even though there's only one of you in there. So I like that. The rail downstairs bathroom with the ability to lock it, uh, super nice. I like that. I like that. Uh, that's a super busy bathroom, though, dude. Not a lot of bathrooms to that bar. True. So I'm going to dock points there. Fair also, enough. Same, same thing as Social Club. You know what I mean? Like uh, that same type of bathroom where there's a, a stall and a urinal, weirdly. Um, but people don't people don't ever want to pee in like the same vicinity as somebody else, which weirds me out. Like clearly it's meant to have two people in there. Bro. Well, it's an interesting conundrum because you – Sometimes I don't know if I'm supposed to lock the door if I'm the only one in there and I'm and I'm just peeing. Like, am I supposed to yeah. lock the door? Because if the I guy don't. opens the door and he's behind you and then he closes it, he's like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't know somebody was in here." You want to be like, "Bro, come on in." Like, there's another. Yeah, I, I say that every time. I'm like, "This is clearly meant for two people, bro." That's why. So the you leave there. it unlocked. You leave it unlocked. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. With no fear. All right, my pick, the final pick. Number four. Uh, I've, I've wrestled with this one, bro. And I'm going one that's inaccessible to everyone else except me. I'm I going, knew it. 
the city market bathroom, the executive bathroom in city market, uh, that's employees only for us. Um, will you describe where it is to people? It's, it's in city market back there by the, uh, well, you actually can get to it. I'll take it back. You just have to ask the art galleries. So the, uh, it's, it's back there in the art galleries of city market. It's a beautiful bathroom. Um, after hours, sometimes I use the girls' bathroom because it's just much nicer and there's no Whoa. chance of girls being in there. Yeah, it's a, it's a good bathroom, bro. It's a really good bathroom. Um, so it's between Treehouse and what's the restaurant on the corner? Um, Belford's. So it's between Treehouse and Belford's right there, right? Above the uh, – like above, above where they sell like cigars and cigarettes and gum and stuff like that, like that little yeah. shop? yeah. I don't even know how to write that down on the, on the draft board, but I'm going to put art gallery bathroom. Yeah. City market art gallery. All right. My last one is Molly's also on Congress street for the simple fact that that it it locks behind, which obviously there's a theme here. I like, I like that fact, but here's another thing is that I once uh, was on, (laughs) I once (coughs) was with a girl that uh, flushed her keys down that toilet um, and so that toilet will always have a special place in my heart because that was the funniest thing I had ever seen. Um, a nostalgia pick. I like it. Yeah, she came out to the bathroom and she goes, um, she goes, so I, I just flushed my keys down the toilet. And then she kept like talking and I heard nothing after that. I was like, wait a second. You, your keys fell in the toilet and then, and then you flushed it? <laughs> Troublesome. Needless to say, that was a first and last date. Uh, Love with, it with that girl. Uh, there's a, I've got there's one a... piece of bonus content. If okay, I can. okay, 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 okay. The worst bathroom. My pick for the worst bathroom, and you don't have to do one. Okay, but if you can think of one in the next like ten seconds, the worst bathroom downtown for me. Downstairs social club. That's exactly Terrible what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's it yeah. is. You know what? It, it really probably shouldn't even call itself a bathroom. I don't know what it yeah. could identify as, but it's not that. It ain't a bathroom, son. Yeah. There's more people that do drugs in that bathroom than uh, use the bathroom. Than use the restroom? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're going to do drugs in a bathroom, like do it in a bathroom that locks, not like just one where people can just walk in. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad bathroom, dude. Bad bathroom. How do they find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Trev, how do they find you? Top four worst movies next week. The content that you guys come for. Uh, at Jadon Sports for me, at Podcast Grits for the show. The Hot Grits on Instagram. Rate, subscribe, follow. Rate, subscribe, follow. Until episode 117, stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.
Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA is owned and operated by Ross Howard, and together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players, full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the Academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility, Ross Howard, our guy, give him a call, 912-484-5282. Commercial and residential electrical services that you can trust. Braddy Electric is Savannah's number one electrical services for commercial and residentials since 1970. It's family owned and family operated. Reach them today at 912-233-1561 or 1104 East 35th Street. Braddy Electric, that's two Ds, B-R-A-D-D-Y. Five stars on Yelp, five stars on Google reviews, and Savannah's number one electrical servicer since 1970. Call them today, 912-233-1561.